world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So I want you to know that I'm fighting hard this morning not to come out of the gate preaching. Fighting, fighting it hard today. Just got to download. Literally, I was up there talking, talking to Michelle about uh, whatever. Love my wife so much. She's such a guy. She's such a sharpener to me. Of course, she knows my heart. She knows, she understands the, <laughs> how I don't even understand me. She understands me. And she said something to me that, boy, got my, got my, Juices flowing today again. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to, let me just dump this on you and then I got, I'll get this off my chest and then we, then we can move on with, on with it. Uh, I'm, I was looking about, the, we, were, we were talking about a situation. It doesn't matter what the situation was. And uh, she mentioned somebody who, <clears throat> we're seeing a great spiritual transformation. In fact, we're seeing it a lot of places. We've seen a, if, yep, I'm going to give you a minute. Say, uh, hey, coach, uh, <clears throat> I want you to say, that's me if you've been spiritually transformed from watching this show. I'm going to wait. Somebody say, that's, that's me. That's, that's me. me, coach. That's me. That's me. That's me. Me. That's me. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. You can stop. I'm not doing. I'm not doing it to get patted on the back because I said to Michelle. To, said to Michelle, why, why are some people so hungry, and others not? Why? Can you guys ever ask yourself why is it you now, me? I get up in the morning. From the time I wake up in the morning, I am driven by my faith. That, I'm just telling you, that's me. I don't care about sports. I don't care about all those things I used to care about. I don't care at all about them. I watched the Browns last night. They won, hard to believe. I watched them. So I was up, I was up late watching them. But other than that, I, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I, I'm, I don't care. All right? I don't care. I think there's a World Series going on right now. I'm not sure who's in it, although I think Philadelphia is. But other than that, I don't care. I don't care. A total transformation in the way I used to think and the way I used to live. And, you know, it's causing me some some problems. Not problems. That's not the right word. People don't know how to handle it because they know what I used to be. I'm talking about old friends and stuff like that. At least Rodney's still my friend out there. Thanks, Rodney. And I I, I, I scare people. I, hey, wait a minute. Are you scaring people yet? Huh? Are you scaring people yet? Yeah, I think it's part of it, by the way. But I was I was talking to Michelle about it, and boom, I said, why are some people, Christians now, so complacent? And the Lord said to me, they are complacent. They're content. Right where they are, they're content. Now, hang on. I said, Lord, content in what? Content in what? Holy Spirit said they're content. Simply waiting to go to heaven. He said, oh, they share, they share the gospel with people. But other than that, they're content right where they are in their faith. They have no desire, really. Really, to grow beyond or certainly to question what they've been taught. No desire at all. They're, they're locked in, boxed in, ready to be raptured, and they're content. 
Oh, they're, they're upset. They're, they're upset their family members are lost. And they're upset that, uh, I, I'll pick out whatever it is. They're upset. The people are lost. They're upset. They're not really. Not, not really. They're not, ups- they're not upset that babies are being slaughtered. They're not upset that they're poisoning our children in the mind. They're not upset that they're injecting their neighbors with irreparable harm through the inject. They're not. They're not. Up- they're not upset. They're not concerned. They're content. They're content. And we, you know, when I was coaching, we called that uh, complacency. Hey, Spence, there's a good word. Hey, folks. I hope you recognize the Holy Spirit download. Complacency. Complacency. What is, it's right there at the bottom, Spence. Next mediocrity code. Oh, no, complacence. Just go to complacent. That'll be okay. Pleasure, satisfaction, gratification. The cause of pleasure or joy. Complacence, civility, Softness of manners, deportment and address that afford pleasure, complacency in truth, and manly sweetness. Guy, isn't Webster something? Dwell ever on the tongue and smooth his thoughts. We are complacent Christianity. I ought to write a, ought to write a commentary on that. But you know what really excites me? You're not. You're not a complacent Christian anymore. Some of you used to be, and you were complacent Christianities because you didn't know what the, you didn't know there was any other thing to be other than complacent, saved, sanctified, on my way to heaven, right? And the Lord's lit a spark in your heart. You can't get away from it. And I'm here to encourage you today that you're not weird that you have been marked with a mark of Ezekiel. Those who cry and sigh over the condition of the country, condition of the nations. Complacency. I was an old football coach. I told our guys all the time, boys, we're either getting better or we're getting worse. Nobody stays the same. We'll say that again. You're getting better or you're getting worse. Cleveland Browns had lost four in a row. And people said last night they're at a crossroads. It's do or die for the Browns. And the Browns pounded the Bengals last night, showing that in their heart, they're not dead. They're they're not complacent. They rose above adversity. I'm not talking about the Browns. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about those around you who are simply content in their faith. They don't make waves. They don't want to make waves. They want to sit in their little life raft and float down the river of life and at the end of it go over the rapture falls into the hands of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Boom. Amen. 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 And you know why? You know why? They don't like you because you're the one jumping off the high dive doing cannonballs right where their little raft is floating. And they don't like that. They don't like being splashed. They don't like their complacency being rattled. Bible calls us you. Peculiar. What's that, Spence? Amen. Peculiar. Peculiar. P-E-C. Hey, hey, folks, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. (laughs) I ain't going back. I ain't going back there. I'm not going back into complacent Christianity. I'm a peculiar guy. Where is it? Peculiar is exclusive property, that which belongs to a person in exclusion of others. In the canon law, a particular parish or church, which was the probate of wills within, that's something different, 
peculiar, odd, different, special. Congratulations for being peculiar. Thank you to a lot of you who fasted yesterday. I thought that was a good initiative. Uh, some of you made it till sundown and and then ate. It's always a step, but it was spiritual warfare, and I just appreciate all of you who tried to. Yes, Reggie said it's called apathyism. Ap- apathyism. 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 What's the biggest problem in the world? Uh, I don't know, and I don't care. Apathyism. They're, you know they're killing babies down at Planned Parenthood? Uh, I don't know, and I don't care. You know they're teaching your kids to cut off their penises in school? I don't know, and I don't care. How many Christians do you know are there? How many pastors leading congregations are there? Man, oh man, I got some st- I got some stuff to show you there. I uh, hang on, Myra, I'll get you in here. Hey, listen, I'm going here's here's the theme of today's show. Wipe my beard here, son. They're after the kids. They're after the children. More than ever, 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 ever. Because why? Because we're not smart enough to understand that it's a battle between the two seats. If the devil can steal God's children. Children are a heritage of the Lord. Lo, the fruit of the womb is his reward. By the way, Spencer, what's heritage? Heritage. Heritage. Spencer must be homeschooled. He can spell. Children are an inheritance, an estate that passes from me to the Lord, that which is inherited. In Scripture, the saints or people of God are called his heritage or inheritance as being claimed by him and the object of his special care. What does Psalm, where is it, man? Where is it? Psalm, hang on, Myra, I haven't forgotten you. I've got to get this out of my chest. Psalm 127, pull it up there. They're after the kids. They're after your kids. They're after your grandkids. Amen. After your neighbor's kids. They're after your kids. They're after the seed. Wake up. Wake up. They're after the seed. They're after the seed. And you walk into the modern church, and the modern church has great, big, beautiful things for adults and a real kind of an afterthought youth program. Bam. They're after the kids. The truth is, we're losing. I'm coming. Don't get it. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain to build it. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to stay up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sheep. Lo. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. hey, hey. Whoa. Children belong to the Lord. Amen. Why don't we act like it? Children belong to the their heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Those children that were murdering in the womb, those belong to him. They're not ours. There's not a one of you out there, not a one of us ever who walked the face of the earth that could have ever created a child on our own. He did it. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Every time a child is conceived, it's a miracle. Something happened that was created a human being in the image of God, and they all belong to him. In fact, they are his reward. And as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. We're supposed to train our children to shoot at the target. Arrows of a mighty man, that's your children. You're supposed to train your children to be arrows. Why? Happy is the man that has a whole quiver 
of children. Most churches tell you not to have too many children. Have two and then stop. Somebody say amen. You don't have to. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of those little arrows. Why? Because they're not going to be ashamed. And those little arrows, they're going to be the ones who are going to speak with the enemies in the gate. Our children are weapons, and we're letting Caesar make them dull. Mm, Amen. Sharpening the spear, not sharpening the arrow. No, 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 no. We have to uh, send our children to public school so that we can earn money to go to Disney World. Somebody say amen. 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 Oh, if I could be a parent over again. I got a bunch of everyone in here already. Myra, pray sin. It is written, Revelation 21, 5 through 8. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write for these words are true and faithful. The words are true and faithful. His words are true and his words are faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is artist of the fountain of the fountain of the water of life freely. A thirst, Myra, a thirst. That means you're thirsty. I will give to those who are thirsty of the fountain of the water of life freely. Thank you, Coach. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. How about those who quit? How about those who are just sitting on the bench? How about those who are patty-caking? Are they going to overcome all things? You've gone. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But. But (laughs) the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whomongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I thought one saved, always saved. The heck's going on here? I thought one saved, always saved. Wait a minute. The fearful and unbelieving? And what? They got they got their place in the part? Burn of a fire and brimstone? Fearful and unbelieving? I thought once saved always saved. Go ahead and pray, oh, Myra. Yes, coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Can I show you? I got to show you something real quickly here. Thank you, Myra. I'll get you guys. I promise. Hang on. I'll get you in here. You're welcome. Go go to number two. Uh, Somebody sent me uh, a link. And it was just a link. And I opened it up. And there's a YouTube link. So what the heck? I'm banned on YouTube. They took all my stuff and they canceled me on YouTube. What do you mean? What do you mean? That's not the one I want, brother. I want uh, number two. Number two. And I found this YouTube video from 11 years ago. 11 years ago. I I want you guys to know I've been doing this a while. 11 years ago. Two minutes and 34 seconds. Not patting myself on the back. Just want you to know I've been doing this a while. Go ahead. First of all, Jesus, as far as I can tell, did almost all of his preaching on the street. In fact, think about this. When he did the Sermon on the Mount, he went up top the top of the mount and they all came to him. So there was something this guy was doing and saying that was engaging them. 
something that whether I don't I don't know what it could have been. The gospel was is engaging and powerful if presented with the right attitude and the right tone. But see, I think we get this idea. I, I love to ask people, when you think of Jesus, do you think of Mother Teresa or Braveheart? And it's surprising you can see people begin to think, and we have a Mother Teresa opinion of Jesus for the most part, and I believe he's Braveheart. I believe he's both, but he's certainly Braveheart as well. And one of the situations that I, that I love to show is, you know, it says in, uh, I think it's Matthew 11, 10 or 11, talking about John the Baptist, Jesus said, of all of those ever born to a woman, none was greater than John the Baptist. And we know about him eating locusts and wild honey and man's man, John the Baptist I'm talking about. But when Jesus is standing with his disciples at the uh, uh, Caesarea Philippi, he's on the coast, Matthew 16, and he turns to him and says, who do men say that I am? It was amazing that the first thing they said was, some say you're John the Baptist. Now, listen, if you're thinking about Jesus being Joel Osteen, you certainly wouldn't confuse Joel Osteen with John the Baptist. They were not the same type. So there was something about Jesus that was prophetic, edgy, and direct that captured the hearts of people. That's what John the Baptist did. I say this, Jesus flipped over tables, John the Baptist ran his mouth, and they both ended up in the same place. So we all have a call that we're supposed to follow. And whatever, whatever that call is, I just hope people would, would find it and walk it out. And uh, as an old football coach, right? If you're a guard, be a guard. If you're a linebacker, be a linebacker. And let's quit worrying about what the other guys do. Quit telling other people to tell you how to play. Play Amen. your role. Isn't that unbelievable? Ten years ago, I got some, so this guy sent me a bunch of bunch of YouTube links there, kind of kind of encouragement. Man, I got a lot of places to go. Go, Jeff, now, then Dale, then Matt. Go. Well, greetings, Coach. I was at the school board meeting uh, this past Wednesday, and I made a comment. Do you know? Do you know cultural Marxism? You know that you're following it. Well, the lady Kathy Whitaker is the president of the Nevada. Association of School Boards, and she had the biggest grin on her face. That's going on. They're doing it on purpose, man. They've infiltrated. They're do- they're after our kids. I'm I'm going to get there eventually. I'm going to get there. Dale, come on in the map. Two things. One thing, Coach, is that Psalms 127 that you're talking about. You know, his arrows are in the hands of the warrior. But the key thing is verse one: Unless the Lord build the house, they that laboreth laboreth in vain. In other words, the arrows are being made, they're being sharpened, and we're seeing in the street what the results of public indoctrination is, is those kids are now coming against the church. That's exactly Amen. what they are. So they're being they're being used that way. The second thing is, Coach, you know what I, Walmart and big churches have in common? Everything is cheap there, brother. Everything <laughs> is cheap there. <laughs> cheap grace, brother. Cheap grace. Matt. Well, you know, it's it's incredible how the devil uses the best that we have sometimes against them, Sophia. You know, your show this morning, you're talking about the kids. Uh, if you look at Proverbs, you know, 22, verse 6, train a child up in the way they should go, and they, when they get old, they will not depart from it. The devil stole a line from God's playbook, and he's using it against us, and it's going to get a lot worse. There's going to be a lot more that the devil's going to be doing against us. Well, because why? Because we've let the devil train up the children in the way they should go. That's right. right. That's right. We, look, we send our kids to Caesar to be trained by Caesar, and it is never countered in the church. Youth group does not counter secular education. Sorry, friends. Sorry. Because you're, if you think your child is serving the Lord because he goes to youth group, you're really deceived. He goes to youth group to hit on a girl. So I'm, you don't have to say, man. I'm just, tell, I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> he goes to youth group to see pretty girls. Huh? I'm, 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 the, devil, the devil uses all that. What's that? I said the devil uses all of those at church. He uses all of them. Oh, I'm having trouble hearing today, Spencer. I got something spinning in my back. I don't know if you can turn me up louder or not. I, Michelle's taking a shower, I guess. I guess. 
got a machine running over in the corner. I can't hardly, can't hardly hear. Okay, go here because this is important. Go to number nine. Number nine. Go to number nine. Number nine. You know what I like about coming here? I tell the truth. I, no, I, I like that. I like the truth. I like it when people tell me the truth. Because then I have a – sometimes it offends me. Coach, your belly's too big. All right. Tell me the truth. Don't tell me I'm skinny when I'm not. Quit lying to me. Stop that, will you? How about this, friends? Oh, is that it, you think, Spence? Because this the hot water here. Something's making noise over here this morning in my multi-million dollar studio. I guess I've got to get that thing fixed. Americans unsure about God are fast-growing the force in politics and typically even more politically active than white evangelicals. I'm going to read that again. Americans unsure about God are more politically active than white evangelicals. I, I simplified that for you. Americans unsure about God are growing force in politics. Oh, by the way, um, who might those uh, Americans be? Why? I bet that'd be kids coming out of college who don't believe in God. What are they doing? Why, they're getting actively involved in politics. What's the church doing? Is the church training their arrows to get actively involved in politics? No, no, no. We're training children to be complacent. We're training our children, except Jesus, you'll get more money, you'll be happier, you'll be healthier. Uh, what else? Uh, everybody will uh, uh, go along to get along. That's what, that's what we're teaching our kids. And the atheistic kids that are being trained in the government schools, uh, they're, they're getting on to it. And they want to be able to, they want to be able to have sex and kill their babies. They want to be able to have sex and kill their babies. And they don't like people who are judgmental. And they don't like people who want to force their values on them. And see, we're so stupid, we don't understand that if we don't force our values on them, they'll force theirs on us. <laughs> they'll force them on our children. Are you are you with me? Force them on our children. We haven't. We still haven't picked it up. We still don't get it. We still don't understand that the future of America lies not in us, but in our children. And I, I saw this the other day. One of the things they always talk about when it comes time for education, for elections, is education. We need more money for education. More money for education. We need more money for education. Really? We know better than that. Scroll on down a little bit on this article. I want to show you a couple things on it. This is a, a, a I don't want to go, this partisan desire. Here's a clear split there. Here's the, here's the chart. Stay right there a second. The percentage of Americans who identify as atheists or agnostic is climbing, but far faster among Democrats than Republicans. So if you're looking at your chart there, phew, that thing quit for me. Now I can hear. The chart shows percentage of people who identify as agnostic or climbing, right? Well, isn't this amazing? Blue are Democrats. 2021. Uh, yellow are Republicans, or can I say this? Christians. And so look what's going off the chart. Beginning back in 2000, uh, where does it really begin? 2016, look at that upward trend of non-believers, and they're getting involved in politics. See it? Handwriting's on the wall there, folks. So what do we see? 20% of Democrats are non-believers. 20, 20%. Remember I told you it wasn't Republican, Democrat. Remember I told you it was a spiritual war. So the non-believers are going to do everything they can to force their beliefs on you and your children. See, there's, there's no neutral ground, friends. Abortion's either right or it's not. Homosex is either right or it's not. Uh, government uh, overtaxation is either right or it's not. Illegal immigrants coming into America are either right or it's not. 
there's no black and white anymore. And see, because there's no black and white anymore, our children are are operating merely off of emotions. Emotions. They don't think through anything. The consequences of their beliefs, they don't even think through. But they do know this. They're tired of those right-wing Christians shoving their beliefs down their throats. You guys seeing this? Scroll, scroll on down one more. I get, I'm gonna get some of. I got, God, I got a lot of stuff to do. Scroll on down. How about the atheists and agnostics are more politically engaged than white evangelicals? What? My friend told me this. Are you looking at me? Pick up your toes. My friend Mark Harrington told me this. The reason the left is winning is because Christians give money to their church. Non-Christians give money to causes. Go say that again. Non-believers give all their money to causes. Non-believers contribute mightily to Planned Parenthood. Non-believers contribute heavily to the uh, homosexual agenda. Non-believers can contribute to BLM. Non-believers contribute to Antifa. Christians give to their church. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Just pointing it out again. Amen. Just pointing it out again. Coach, so look I need, over I here. need that chart. I need that chart. Can you post that? That's yeah, put exactly that, put that what I've been saying. Donate to candidates. Fifty. Look at this now, folks. White evangelicals. Only twenty-six percent of white evangelicals ever give money to a candidate. Fifty percent of atheists give money to candidates. Forty-three percent of agnostics. See the difference between an atheist and an agnostic? I didn't know this for a while. An atheist believes there is no God. An agnostic isn't sure. But basically, atheists and agnostics are the same. So look who's funding campaigns. By the way, who attends political meetings? Uh, 8% of white evangelicals. Who put up political signs? Uh, 21% of evangelicals might be. Who attend political protests? 5% of evangelicals. One out of every five atheists shows up out on the streets. Man, oh man, oh man. Over the past 40 years, the religious right has won many victories by organizing or loosely. That, that, that's what we try to do here at Coach Dave. I'm trying to get our blue numbers up. I'm trying to get our blue numbers up. Because they're, they're, they're oh my goodness, they're stealing right out from under us. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Number eight. Well, scroll on down. Scroll on down. There may be something else. Let's see. Uh, oh, I don't go there. Look at this. Speaking up. Go back down there. Speaking up, being heard. Democrats' candidates have shown increasing awareness that they're becoming more dependent on secular voters. For instance, in April of 2018, members of Congress founded the Congressional Free Thought Congress specifically to focus on the voters' needs and concerns. So the left, the Luciferian left, the Democratic left, they are after your kids. Because they know that those kids are eventually going to vote and they have no moral foundation at all. Not really. Amen. Uh, But number five, pull up number five real quick. My wife gave me this this morning. Then I'm going to start down the list and get you all in here. Pull up number five for me, Spence. This is uh, Second Chronicles. Sorry. Hey, so, let me apologize. Old Testament. Sorry. Sorry. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against the thin cities and thought to win for himself. So there's a war going on between the good guys and the bad guys. Hezekiah, who's one of the good guys, Saul the devil has come and that he was purposed to destroy America. 
So Hezekiah took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains, which were without the city. In other words, they're going to cut off the water to the devil's kids. They came up with an offensive game plan to stop the devil's kids. And man, they need water. So Hezekiah says, let's do Hey, let's cut off the water. And they, they helped him. The guys he assembled said, hey, great idea. And they helped him. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains. Oh, my God, Lord, I heard that. That's us. We can stop the fountains of filth. So there was gathered much people who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land saying, why should the kings of Assyria come to America and be able to drink from this Christian nation? Why are we letting these atheists overrun us? And also he strengthened himself, Hezekiah did. And built up all the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall outside it. Hey, didn't Donald Trump want to build a wall? And repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. They're preparing for war. And he set captains. He set salt and light brigades over many people. He gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. And he spoke comfortably to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, the democratic uh, Luciferian left. <clears throat> not for all the military. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed of the Luciferian left, nor for all the people that are with them, because there are more of us than there are of them. With him is an arm of flesh. With the devil is the arm of flesh. But we got the Lord on our side to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. More of us than there are of them. Christopher Collins, come on in, then Jeff, then Craig, then Teresa. Go. You have to unmute yourself. Can't hear you, Christopher. Jeff, go. Christopher, figure it out. Unmute yourself. Go, Jeff. The churchgoers are all about fun in the youth groups. That's it. Yeah, because the guy guy leading the youth group is, for the most part, probably a pretty soft guy. Pretty soft guy. Hey, folks, listen, you better better hear me. You better hear me. I ought to start a church because I'm going to tell you something. If you started a real masculine church, with real men of God and real men to teach the young men, your church would be so friggin' big that they'd have to build 17 parking lots to get people in it because men are sick and tired of it and they have no place to go other than to sissified churches. Sorry, there I said it. Go, Craig. Amen. Well, uh, agnostics are uh, agonizing over their decision because they can't make one. They're sitting on a fence. <laughs> Two. That's right. <laughs> All right. Amen. The, Hitler, the Hitler Youth Program started in 1922, 10 years before Hitler became chancellor. And guess what? Those kids were probably somewhere around 8 and 10. Guess what? In 20 years, they were his soldiers. So the B system and the Antichrist system that we're seeing is building their soldiers for the future, just like Hitler Amen. did with the Hitler Youth Program. Are we? Are we hanging them? Are we are we building them for the future? No. No. Why? Theology matters, boys and girls. We think we're not going to be around. Why would I do that? Coach, you're you're uh what's the word? You're trying to throw water on the Titanic. We're going down. Jesus is coming. I, maybe he is. But from what I read, he's coming back for a victorious church. I'd like to see that one somewhere. I'd like to see that one. Teresa and Mel. Hi. Um, 
I just want to say that I called four churches to just to hand out the Ohio Christian Alliance voter guides. Not one of them returned my call. I called a personal friend who goes to a very conservative church. She wouldn't let me drop off these voter guides to her. I have like two or 300 of them and I can't get the churches to take them. And the church I attend occasionally, um, he wouldn't let me hand them out. He let me put them in the back, not in the foyer where everyone would see him, but in the back of the church. But I did talk to some ushers and they were like, that's ridiculous. So they're going to make sure people have them. But that's how bad the churches are. These are conservative churches I contacted. Well, yeah, I got that. I don't know what to say. I say it over and over and over. And I don't know what to say. I do. Trust it. I'm with you. It's everywhere. Huh? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Mike, you know why I love Created Equal, Mark Harrington? You know why I love what he does? He he has these things called justice rights. He's training the next generation. Amen. Children to the street. He teaches them the abortion argument and takes them to college campuses where they train up, where they engage with other people their age. Hmm. Uh, Pastor out there, any pastor listening to me right now, when's the last time that you? trained, and then took your children out on the street to engage for the cause of Christ. No, 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 wait, no, no. Not handing out food. No, no. Not handing out chocolate at Easter. No, no. When's the last time you took your children and showed them how to engage in the battle for truth? When's the last time? And why not? Why haven't you? Devil's kids are out there. Children are a heritage of the Lord. They're arrows in the hands of a mighty man, right? Like arrows. How come you don't take, how come you don't have to shoot your arrows? How come you don't train your arrows? How come you give your, the training of your youth and your church over to some almost Christian man who wants to be a pastor? He's in training. He's a youth pastor. By the way, Probably the most important job in the entire church is youth pastor. Oh, Lord, he's all over me today. Hang on. Come on in there, Mel. Then Tim Parker. Go ahead. Hey, then, exactly. hey Spencer. Well, 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 hang on, Spen- uh, Mel. Hang on. While she's doing that, I, I clicked on it. Bring up uh, uh, Hang Em High. Hang Em High. Bring that up. Go ahead, Mel. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. So we know that the enemy has a plan for our children. What is our plan for our children? We have none. Uh, we uh, we have none. We have none. I almost I, I wish I wasn't 70 years old this month, November. I'll be 70. Because I, I sat in my chair this morning and I said, you know what? Maybe I will. I ought to turn sky high into a masculine male youth training center. That's what I ought to do. That's what I ought to do. Tim Parker, come on in, Tim. I just wanted to say something that uh, G.K. Chesterton said, and we should all take note of this. I mean, I'm not condemning all conservative people, but he said that conservatives ensure that correction never a curse. Mm, uh, conservatives ensure that correction never occurs, right? Yep, they can talk it, but they never will fulfill it. They never will, brother. They never will. We're at war, don't understand it. I got this on LouRockwell.com. The Satanic Church of COVID left begs for mercy. Hey, folks, I got another one here. Hang on, hang on. Coming up right after this. None of what we did was nefarious. It was just a lack of knowledge. That's, that's a quote from the Atlantic. Hang on. The sham propaganda continues to twist in the wind, looking for one last chance to be embraced by the gas-lighted masses. The, these demented, freedom-hating Fear-mongering leftists destroyed the lives of human beings. They locked people into isolation. They dismantled and closed small businesses, devastated the lives of children, 
isolated and killed the elderly, separated hardworking people from their long-term jobs, caused a huge uptick in suicides, cheered on the forcing of ungodly poisons into the bodies of others, including young children, destroyed the entire economy, divided friends and families over a fake virus steeped in clown show science, and ultimately they have robbed hundreds of millions of Americans of almost three years of their lives that they can never be given back. And now these shriveling barbarians beg for you to forgive and forget and move forward. I can move forward only after I watch all these COVID warriors put in chains, thrown behind bars, and knowing that they will, in fact, rot in prison. Amen. Amen, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, we want to forgive them. We want to forgive them and love them. The devil's team running rampant right in front of us, and we can't even freaking recognize them for what they are. See, we don't think we're at war. We want to love them into the kingdom as they destroy God's children. It's at, they're after the seed. Go, Myra. Coach, uh, in regard to the comments made, uh, Psalm 37, um, 1 to 4, fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and barely thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hey, man, you got to get off your butt. You can't sit in your prayer closet and expect God to do what you can do. He empowers us to do things, and all we want to do is pray about it. Pray for the rapture. Listen, I don't care if it makes you mad or not. I'm just, it's what it, it's what it is. Pull up number 11 for me. No, pull up number 10 real quickly. I got two I got to show you. Laura Logan. Laura Logan. This is on InfoWars yesterday. Hey, folks, we're winning. The word's getting out. I want you to play just the first minute, not this whole thing. We can put it in the chat. Just play Laura Logan and see if she's singing the same song and then get ready for another one. Go. One of the things I asked him is I said, I don't, I get it, but I don't get it. The children. You just, you got it. I still have... I have such a problem with this. You got to explain this one to me. And he said, um, well, first of all, you're looking at it the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they don't define children the way you do. They don't define the world the way you do. The choices that you face are not their choices, right? They have, a, they look at it completely differently. And, uh, and I said, well, okay, so how do they look at it? And he said, for them, everything is defined by their one fundamental, all-consuming purpose. I said, which is what? He said, to defeat God. Boom! Boom! (laughs) We don't get it! They're one, the Luciferians, one overriding goal is to defeat God. That'd That'd be us they're fighting against. Pull up the next one. Pull up Glenn Beck. Pull up Glenn Beck. Oh, my Lord, open our eyes to see, Lord. Open our eyes to see. Now, under right under our noses, the left smuggled radical gender theory into over 4,000 schools across America. Put this at 1.5 speed, and I, I think Glenn Beck's listening to Coach Dave live. Go ahead, 1.5 speed. I want to start with an absolutely amazing promo from MSNBC that you it's, a, it's almost a parody. Of reality, it is so far beyond um, what we have ever thought as a nation. It's remarkable. I want to play the audio, a promo from NBC. This is, I believe, the fulfillment of a couple of things that we said would happen, and they have, and they will be dismissed. 
and you will be made to look like a conspiracy theorist, etc., etc. Pay no mind. Listen to this amazing promo from MSNBC. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Finally, finally someone said it. Finally, Finally. my kids do not belong to me. Uh, My kids are not my kids. They are the community kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have responsibility for my kids. I can look to the state. To also take that responsibility and, and quite honestly, that burden from me. Mm. Well, you yeah, don't be punished with a baby. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And we have lost this. We have to lose this this uh, this private notion that your kids belong to you. I played this yesterday for um, my wife. I, I saw it yesterday afternoon, and I thought, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Finally, somebody has come out and said it. There it is. I'm, I'm watching this this video now. Remember, gang, this is a a promo for MSNBC. This is not somebody just getting on and they can just say, "Oh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I was just kind of not really thinking when I said it." This is something that people thought about. This is somebody something that everybody worked on. This is something that everybody got together and and uh, and filmed. Planned nobody, well in advance. Nobody on the crew said well, that's not really that crazy of a notion that my kids belong to me. <laughs> then they brought it back. They edited it. They sat around in a meeting. You know what we do here at the Blaze? We look at promos and say, "Yep, that's good. Go put it on the air." This is not a mistake. This is the announcement of where they're headed. Now, you, this story broke on the blaze on Friday. I finally got to it on Sunday. And we're going to be doing a little something on this tonight at 5 o'clock. But I want you to go to the blaze, and I want you to grab this story, and I want you to send it to all your friends and just ask them this question. What do you think this means? If your friends say, I don't know, it's just crazy television, dismiss them. Dismiss them. There's nothing that you can do to save your friends at this point if they don't mm-hmm. see this. Do you remember when we were talking two years ago about co-parenting in, in uh, uh, Canada? We're not even talking co-parenting here. We're talking about breaking your private ideas that your children belong to you. Yeah, co-parenting suggests you have a role, which you do not. At least at co-parenting, you are like 50% responsible. This one, I mean, come on, the community's going to handle it. Don't worry about it. This, what's really horrible about this is this is the idea behind this is going to be so appealing to so many people. So many people are going to say, I love that because I'm freaked out. I don't know what to do with my kids. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know how to parent them. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm losing control of them. They're unruly. They're whatever. I don't know what to do. And so the state will relieve you of that. And I think that there's a good 20 to 30% of America, maybe even higher now, I'm not sure, will gladly have the state take that over so they don't have to worry about it. Yet another one of your responsibilities taken from you. I'm sorry. None, none, another one of your responsibilities that you will gladly hand over because you don't know what to do. And so they will do it for you. Don't worry. We'll raise your kids. We'll train your kids. We'll educate your kids because it's working out so well. Well, it's not, but that's because we haven't spent enough money yet. Yeah, just more than probably the rest of the world combined, combined. and more than any country in the history of the planet. Uh, but that's not enough. Can you imagine Can you imagine what people would say if we lost and got our butts kicked time and time again, over and over and over again? Every time we would go send our military out, they'd be bested by Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, a kid with a stick. And every time we'd send them out and they'd say, well, it's because we haven't spent enough money yet. And you're like, wait a minute, we're spending more money than anybody in the history of the world has spent. We're spending more money per child, per soldier than any other country. And we can't get it done. And yet the Cub Scout over there that has a stick, he's beating us. Something's wrong with your philosophy, man. Something is wrong. We would never put up with it. If it was our military, we would never put up with it. Well, it's worse than our military. It's our children. It's our future. It's their education. And we keep listening that we haven't spent enough. Think about it on, on an even lower level than that. If we sent our basketball players out, our, our NBA stars, and they consistently got their ass kicked by uh, Iceland in the Olympic Games every year, would we say we just need to throw more money at it? No. We'd go find better players, different players. We'd find out what the real problem was. We would know it had nothing, to do, had nothing to do with money because mm-hmm. money's not the issue in the Olympic Games. We would, we would fire the coach. We would find better players, players who, who gelled well together, and we would make it work that way because basketball is that important to us. With education, it's like, ah, is putting no, more money into no, it. No, it's not. It's not just that. <laughs> you stop right the there. Yeah, have... the Cleveland Browns. If the Cleveland Browns could just go get another quarterback, if they can just go get a pass rusher, then the Browns will be good. But education, oh, no, just pay the players we already have. Keep dumping more money in there. By the way, Spencer, real quickly, if you could, how much uh, – go to Google or whatever, DuckDuckGo. How much money do we spend on education in America? Look that up real quick. This just popped into my bed. 
How much money do we spend on education? We need just more money. If we just had more money, we could teach more transgenderism. We could teach more abortion. We could teach more atheism. We could teach more humanism. We could teach more anti-God stuff. If we just had more money. There's no, does it say, does it give us a number? Does it give us a number anywhere? No, it just, it, hey, folks, first of all, about half of it's going to government bureaucrats. Craig, come on in. Well, the, it goes to salaries, Coach, and that's why the teachers. Teacher salaries. <laughs> yeah, salaries. That's the teacher, yep, yep. yeah, that's why the teachers union is, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're funding their, their employees, which are paying the union dues. That, that's what it is. It's not going directly to the kids. It's going to the teachers. Going to the teachers. Not only that, it's going to administrators and guidance counselors and all these psychologists and all of this stuff. Why, folks? Ah, it's because the church has not helped the parents transfer their values into the hearts of their children. Is what it is. Because we don't, we don't really Amen. teach them. We don't really teach them what Christianity is about. It goes back to what I said. I don't know, two weeks ago. The great, uh, the great measuring stick <clears throat> is what do Christians do? What do Christians do? Do Christians stand idly by and permit babies to be murdered? Do Christians sit idly by and allow homosexuality to be taught to their children? Do Christians sit by and watch J6ers sit in jail for 18 months and not do anything about it? What is it Christians do? Well, we follow our leaders who never do anything outside the four walls of the church. Go on in, Joe Allen and Dale. I'd like to know what the percentage of grandparents teach our own children how to teach their children <clears throat> we don't like, because well we know this that's right right there's no training ground for being a parent that's uh, right you, you become your parents when you when it's time to raise kids i find myself saying stuff my dad said to me right now that i'm a grandpa you, I, I get it can you put the glib back um segment in the chat yeah put it in the, put it in the chat Thank go you. ahead dale yeah, Coach, brother, that there's that balance, man. We I've taken all my kids out there. They were raised up in the foxholes. They they fought their battles. They, you know, they feed. There's that mercy ministry part of it also, which is a good thing for everybody. But coach, you know, that money we talk about, if you look at that year by year, how much more money has been invested in the school system. But then look at America. Where are we on the educational scale versus other people? Brother, if you had a company and you're investing money into people and they're not making a a product that is successful but continues to decline, you'd fire them. We're not getting it. That's right. So, folks, look, it's not the school's fault. It's our fault. You see what you mean, Coach? The schools are doing exactly what they were designed to do. The schools were designed to take Jesus Christ out of the heart of your child. That's what they were designed to do, my friends. Atheistic education was designed, what? To steal the heritage of the Lord right away from the Lord. That's what they're designed to do. And what do lefties want to do? Come on, you're smarter than this. What do lefties want to do? They want more money for public education so they can better destroy Christian values in the hearts of Christian children. Wake up and smell the roses. Dr. Paul. Yeah, Coach, uh, you you mentioned the dulling the spear of our children. Um, And, uh, you know, the, the whole educational system. You do realize that autism is through the roof. And again, yeah. um, it's it's this bullshit jabs, right? So, what twenty, thirty, one, and two people will have autism. Our children will be on the spectrum of one. Fifty percent of our children, and that'll be mostly men. We're we're living some shit here, Coach. We are, we are, huh? They all know how to get on Facebook, though. Mike McKee, Coach, I have uh, several things here. Give me so much in. Uh, so much ammo here today. I don't know where I'm going. 
It's the way but I feel every morning. You mentioned you mentioned Walmart, you know, because it's cheap. Well, you also didn't mention though that the elixir of China is involved in that. The Ohio lottery here in Ohio, we know where that has gone. That was going to solve all the monetary problems for the education system. And what has it done? It's made a bunch of people uh, addicted to gambling. Amen. Amen. Also, Hillary Clinton's book takes a village. So here's what's going on, folks. I'm I'm up against clock here, Mike. Here's what's going on. Christians do not work to get into public office. And if they do work to get into public office, they don't work to try to embed Christian values in public office. Christians go into government to compromise their values because they believe there's a separation between the church and state. We're not to judge. We're not to be critical. We're not supposed to do anything except love our neighbors. And so Christians do not run into public office with the intention of overthrowing a Luciferian system that's destroying our children. This is so simple. It's so easy for us to see. Shake your head. Your eyes are stuck. See you tomorrow.